Hello all, welcome or welcome back to And Everything In Between. I'm your host, Mela. So recently I read this book called The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, I think was her name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but whatever. So this book is basically about everyone gets this box at their door one day, like everyone in the world, people of 22 and older get this box that arrives on their doorstep. And inside the box is a string. And the string, the strings are all various lengths, depending on how long you live, like how long your life is. So the world kind of begins to classify them once they have the data to prove, you know, this is actually true. This actually does predict how long your life is. People make a calculator and you can calculate, you know, how many years you will live. So if it says you're only going to live till 38 and you're 30 years old, you know, I have roughly eight years left to live. So this book, first of all, brought up a lot of provoking thoughts and questions for me. First of all, I was wondering, and I'm going to ask you guys this too, now that you know these kind of things, if you got a box you knew inside was a string that determined how long your life would be. It doesn't determine how you're going to die or the exact day you're going to die, just roughly the year and then later on in the book, the month you will die. Would you choose to open your box? And personally, I think I would not open my box because if I saw that I had a short string meaning my life would be cut short, I I honestly would feel like so depressed and I would be like, well, what's the point in even doing this if I'm just going to die 50 years earlier than everyone else anyways? So I don't know. I mean, obviously I want a long string, like I would want to live the longest life I could, but I don't think I would ever want to know because knowing makes it real and knowing sets this date in the back of your mind even though you say oh I won't listen to it like I'm still gonna live my life to the best of my abilities or to my fullest capabilities I'm just gonna do what I want appreciate my life you still have that date in the back of your mind and I don't know I just I I don't want to know you know the day I'm gonna die or like what year I'm gonna die I don't want to know that ever Uh, I think that I'm actually pretty solid on that opinion. Like, I'm not even going back and changing my mind for once. That's my opinion. So, yeah, it was a really thought-provoking book. I think it would be a great book for, like, a discussion group. If you have a book group that you're part of, I would really recommend this book, The Measure. Um, And it also was interesting because the world kind of started to divide themselves, as people always do. They started to divide themselves into short stringers and long stringers. It wasn't even like short stringers were people to them anymore. You know, people started to view them as dangerous because there were a few mass shootings where the person involved was a short stringer or someone with a short string who thought, you know what, I'm going to die anyway, um, whatever reason. But it was just very interesting and I feel like very realistic how Ehrlich, how Ehrlich um, conveyed all of these things happening, like how politicians reacted to the strings. We had one politician who was very corrupt and 
he basically was saying, you know what, you need someone in office with a long string and he was creating all these policies against people with short strings because he was like, oh, if you're, you can't be in the military if you have a short string, you can't be in, you can't be a police officer or a firefighter if you have a short string. And so he started to limit people's rights just based on something they couldn't control, which as we've seen time and time again in history, has repeated itself many times. So I just felt it was very realistic with how she wrote the book and how everything played out. And I would actually really recommend it. I thought it was a pretty good book. It was a little slow for me at times. Um, you guys know, actually, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I like medium to fast-paced books. So that book was a little slow for my liking, but it was still a really great book. But enough about that book. Um... I strangely, like, for the first time in a while, I feel, like, really content with my life right now. Like, it's so weird. I feel like there's always something that's, like, wrong, something I need to change. But right now, like, I'm content. I feel happy with my self-confidence, with my relationships with other people. I really like my room. I'm actually going to talk about that later in this episode, my room, because I've been doing a few updates to my room that's made it a lot more comfortable and inviting space for me to stay in. I feel really good about my schedule because if you're going back to school, like high school, your schedule may have come out or may be coming out within like the next couple weeks. And I actually really like my schedule. I have classes with my friends and I'm taking classes for the most part that I'm interested in besides this one class that I just needed because I was like, you know what, I don't have a science. I really probably should take a science. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that class, but I'm feeling really content right now and I'm feeling really happy with my hobbies because this past week I've just been doing so much reading and writing and I know no one thinks about their New Year's resolutions because it's literally August, like mid-August. No one thinks about that. Well, I still think about my New Year's resolutions. My whole idea of creating a new like set of goals at the beginning of each month honestly didn't work out because, I don't know, it's just like it was a good idea, but not for me, not for me personally. So I still have been thinking about them, though, like, one of my New Year's resolutions was to write one time a week, and I've been writing every day for the past week. I'm actually working on something right now. I don't want to say what I'm working on because I feel like if I say it, then it becomes, then it like falls apart. If I say it, then it makes it real, like something I have to follow through with. But, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to finish what I'm writing right now. This may just be blah, 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 getting my words on paper, but. I'm having a really fun writing, really fun. I don't even know what I just said. I'm having a lot of fun writing. And yesterday I went to Barnes and Noble and I had my laptop, I was writing there. I had my book, I finished my book, The Measure, there. And then I also just browsed around. And something else that I've been thinking about is where I live, like there are no independent bookstores. And I recently went to Michigan and I was like going to all these little towns in Michigan and stuff, little like road trip. And there are so many independent bookstores there. Like every little town we went to had one or two independent bookstores. 
And where I live, there's literally like no independent bookstores besides this one that's like 20 minutes away from my house. So it's not something I can go to consistently or very often. And I don't know, that just shocks me, like the lack of independent bookstores. And I think one of my dreams is to open up an independent bookstore. I don't know, I think that would be really cool. But anyways, I'm getting really sidetracked. So I mentioned schedules and with schedules, we're kind of thinking about school. And so basically this episode is going to be a back to school episode since I'm going back to school next Wednesday or like this coming Wednesday, I should say. And I want to talk about my plans, advice I would give to people who are also going back to school, whether that's high school or college or maybe for a job. Although I don't know all of the things I'm going to say are going to apply to people who have jobs at schools, but you know, whatever. And I also want to talk about some of my general thoughts regarding school. So one of these thoughts I wanted to talk about was this whole idea of academic validation, which is basically, it basically means you base your self-worth based off of your grades or the test scores you receive. So getting a good test score, you correlate with being a good person. It makes you feel good about yourself. And I feel like when you say, when I word it that way, everyone's like, okay, yeah, I have academic validation. Like obviously getting a a really good grade on a paper is going to make you feel good about yourself. But I feel like in small doses, academic validation is essential because, you know, it pushes you forward. It empowers you to want to do more, to achieve more, to say, if I can do this, write a really good paper this time, I can do it the next time. But that's where it's easy to get sucked into this, this whole cycle of academic validation, because you do something really good one time, and then you expect to do that every single time. And then here we go creating this kind of pattern of perfection. And I know I think I mentioned some of this stuff in my episode, Perfectionism, if you want to check that out. But it is really easy to just create these unrealistic expectations for yourself, especially in school. So if you need someone to tell you, you are worth more than your grades, like your grades do not define you. And I know it may seem like that when you're in high school and college, like I want to graduate at the top of my class. I want to have a 4.0. But honestly, those things don't matter once you get out of school, because then what matters is what you're doing every day to become a better person and to improve your life. It doesn't your grades are just a small, small part of that. That won't really matter in the long run if you get the difference between getting a B or an A. And I honestly feel like getting a bad grade kind of adds character. I saw this video, someone's video, and it really, it struck me. So this person was saying, this was on TikTok, this person was saying, they were saying how Every time you do something bad, it adds a little bit to who you are. Like, no character you watch in a TV show or read in a book is a perfect person. So whenever they do bad things, it just makes up more of their character, like more of their mistakes, you know? Like, it kind of, I'm not going to say it defines you, like your bad grade defines who you are, but like, it does make up your character a bit. Like, oh, remember that one time I got a bad grade on a test? And it kind of adds something interesting about you to talk about. I don't know if that makes sense. It was something, this isn't my thought. It was something I saw 
someone's TikTok I saw, but it actually was really helped me to think about it that way because now I'm thinking about this bad grade that I got on this test. Oh my God, I actually like this test made me so mad because it I'm normally not like this. Like normally I'll admit to being like, okay, yeah, I was not prepared for that test. But like this test was not my fault. This test was the teacher's fault. Like the way it was designed was actually awful. Like it was on this book that we were reading in class and I literally had read the whole book. Like I was I was familiar with all the themes, all the symbols, the characters, like all the important stuff. And then there's these questions about the character's appearance, like so-and-so has curly hair. How am I supposed to remember which character has curly hair? Because that's not important. That's not something that I need to keep inside my head. Like that made me so mad. And there was another question that was like, so-and-so has a dream of having which type of dog? And it was like the different colors the dog would be or like the different colors another animal would be. Like, it was just the most basic, stupid questions. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about this and getting so angry because that test was the dumbest thing I've ever t- ever taken. Like, I, I don't want to be like mean when I'm talking about this, but I literally did so bad on it because I only studied symbols and themes and like, the characters, like, not what they looked like. I don't know. I just thought that was so unfair to ask questions about that kind of thing. And then, like, the short answer section, the short answer section that was talking about, you know, like, actual themes and stuff and, like, big questions, I literally got a perfect score on because that's what I studied. Like, I didn't think I needed to know what color or what texture a character's hair had anyways, or, like, what their nicknames were anyways. That was, made me so mad and I did so bad on that test and I was actually like, I was actually crying at school at lunch. I was, cause I did really bad and it dropped my grades so much and I literally got sucked into that cycle of academic validation. But you know what? That one grade adds character to me. Now I can tell the story. Now I can tell the story like how I am right now. If I had never done so bad on that test then I wouldn't even have the story to tell. And it teaches you failure, which is something that's important to recover from. Like, you have to know how to recover from failure and accept it, accept that everyone fails and it's okay to fail. And honestly, one bad grade is not something that's going to matter in a month or a year or 10 years from now. Like, I would honestly say a week after that test, I was over it. I wasn't even thinking about it because there's always another opportunity another opportunity to either raise your grade or make up for it some other way. And those opportunities always come around. I feel like with school, things always work themselves out in the end. Like that's something I strongly believe in. Every time, actually, I literally applied this mindset to my classes last year. Um, It was my two science classes, I think. I don't... mm, I don't remember. I only remember one of the classes, but there were two classes last year that I was struggling in. Like my grade was not good. Well, I mean, it was good. I have very high standards for myself. It was a good grade. It wasn't good enough in my eyes. That's something I'm trying to work on as well. But I was so stressed out. And then I was like, why am I stressed? Like every class I've taken, it's always worked out. Every test I've been nervous for, every difficult class, Everything works out in the end, especially with school. So 
I honestly just stopped stressing about it and it did work out in the end because my teacher added extra credit points to our test because everyone did really bad on it and that helped my grade out. So those opportunities come about and it will work itself out. Like it'll be okay. If you need someone to tell you that, I'll be the person to tell you that. And you know, with academic validation, you can't be perfect. You can't get it perfect every time. And the sooner that you can accept that, the easier your life will be. And when I'm saying this little pep talk, I'm honestly talking to myself right now, but I just think it's really important to know that. Now, some things, if you're nervous about starting school or you're like, school's just bad all the time, I'm going to challenge you to do something. I'm going to challenge you to make a list on paper, computer, whatever you like, but make a list of things that you enjoy about school. They can be the most small, random details. I don't care. Just things that you like about school, reasons why you might be excited for it, even if you hate it. Because if you try to find the good in an overall bad situation or a seemingly bad situation, then just focusing on those good details can help you get through the day. And so I made a list of some things I'm excited about. Maybe this will inspire your list. But making this list, I did it at like 12 a.m. last night. Honestly, I feel a lot better about school, like a lot calmer because I have these experiences, these little feelings to look forward to. So basically, me and my friends are taking classes at their IB classes and IB classes are not offered at like my school. It's offered at like this building that houses all of the schools in the district. So I'm going to be driving with my friends there to that building for those classes. And I'm super excited to drive with my friend and play music. I don't know why I said friends. I'm only driving with one person. But I'm excited to play music in the car, going to school and with my friends. And playing music in the halls, you know, when you're walking down the hall and you get a really good song. And it's just like, life is good in that moment. I'm excited to wear cute outfits to school. I love dressing up to school. Like, I don't care I mean, sometimes I'll wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I have probably like once or twice a week, but I love to wear like cute outfits, romanticize school, pretend I'm Rory Gilmore, you know, things every, pretty much every teenage girl does. Actually, just kidding. I'm not going to generalize. Not every teenage girl does, but I do and my friends do. So yeah, I'm really excited. I also got a new backpack that I put some pins on and they're really cute and I'm I'm so excited for my backpack. Like, I'm more excited to go to school and pack my backpack and wear my backpack than I am to actually use what's inside my backpack. I'm excited to make inside jokes with my friends. I feel like in your classes, even if you're not friends with the people in your classes, you kind of become friends with them and you have these little jokes or inside jokes that only your class knows or only your friends in that class know or just your friend group or whoever you sit with at lunch knows. And I'm super excited because last year, last year, me and my friends had so many different inside jokes and it was, it was really fun. And I hope that continues this year. It was something I look forward to, like laughing with my friends all the time. Um, also knowing that you have friends who are going to study for a test with you, like I guarantee there's at least one class or one subject your friends are familiar in that they can help you out with or you will make friends with the people in your classes who you can study with. Um, me and my friends last year, well, me and my one friend did score reveals and score reveals 
is exactly, they're exactly what they sound like. Basically, we would set our computers up side by side and we would refresh our page from when we had just taken like an online test and see what we got. And one time, me and my friend did so bad on this test, like so bad, like we both got like C's and D's. Actually, I got like a B minus. Okay, sorry, that's not so bad. But, you know, it, we did pretty bad, um, especially because at least I studied. And, you know, I was like, it kind of took the edge off. Like it took the stress off. Even though I just did bad on a test, I was like, you know what? This is kind of funny. Like, this is funny. We both did not do well. And just revealing our scores together, at least with my friends, it's not toxic. It's not stressful. It's enjoyable and it makes it like less, it takes the anxiety off for when you're checking a score on your own. Now, I wouldn't recommend doing this with something like AP scores, IB scores, or like standardized test scores, but just doing it with like our tests in class honestly was so fun. Like I looked forward to doing it. I don't know. I'm also excited. This is such like an American high school cliche, but I'm so excited for football games and I've never been to a football game before and I'm literally a junior because freshman year was like COVID lockdown and I don't even remember if we had football games, but like we didn't have any school events, like nothing like that. Sophomore years, I just didn't go. Like, I don't know why I just didn't go um, for some reason. I didn't want to. I'm so introverted. I like to go home and relax. I don't want to go socialize. But this year, I'm going to go to the football games with my friends. And I'm pretty excited about that because I've literally never been to one before. And I'm also really excited because in the fall when school is starting, everything is so fresh and exciting. And like your classes are new. The people in your classes are new. You're like figuring out who's in your class. And I'm just excited about all of that. I love school in the fall. Now, school in the winter, like, around midterms is terrible. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's not terrible. I can find the good. But school in the fall is ideal. And I know I said I'm excited for football games, but I do not like going to school dances. It stresses me out so much. Like, picking a dress stresses me out. Picking who you're going with is stressful to me. I don't really like school dances. But that's a whole other thing to talk about. Also, I don't know... If anyone else, oh, it just started randomly like pouring. Okay. Does anyone else have like school crushes? Because literally what gets me through the day is finding someone to like have a crush on in the hallway and like looking for them throughout the school day. Like that actually sounds so like, I don't know. I feel like everyone does though, at least in high school. I have no idea how that works in college, but you know, it helps me get through the day. So it's okay. Anyways, I won't talk too much about that. Um, I wanted to talk about so that was my list. I do encourage you guys to make your own list of things you might be looking forward to in school. Help make the process a little easier to transition. But I wanted to talk about some anxieties, some worries I've been having regarding school. Because I'm the type of person who worries about something, especially the future, before it's even happened. And I think of all the worst case scenarios before anything's actually happened. And usually it's not the worst case scenario. Like I would say 90% of the time, what I'm thinking is not the worst case scenario. So I just want to kind of discuss these worries and like give advice 
that would also apply to myself and help me relax. And if you're feeling the same way, it might help you relax also. Personally, for me, I am terrified for junior year because I feel like there's such a, like junior is like the stereotypical, like hardest year of high school, so difficult. And for me, I'm really worried about the difficulty in my classes and taking like the ACT, SAT, and like figuring out which colleges I have to go to, my extracurriculars, like how am I going to balance everything? So all of it's kind of just piling up and now I'm really nervous. And I think these pieces of advice are going to help me. Like I'm talking to myself here, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me. When I say that everyone feels the same way, everyone is nervous about their classes especially the AP classes and IB classes, college classes. Everyone is nervous about how they're going to balance things. Everyone is nervous about taking the ACT or SAT for the first time. And everyone else is kind of like stuck and confused and scared right now. Everyone else. I know my friends are. I've talked to them about it. And I just know that's just a widespread feeling, even in every school year, like you're nervous about the classes you're taking, if you're taking like an honors class or an AP class or an IB class or whatever, you're nervous for it naturally. But every time I'm nervous for the difficulty of a class or every time I'm doubting my abilities to be able to handle that class and, you know, make it out the other end, I know that I'm going to do it anyways. I know I'm going to do the work I know I'm going to get through it because every single time I've done it before, I've gotten through all my difficult classes before, I figured out how to study for them, I figured out what the tests are like, and I've adapted my study methods, I've adapted my work pace, how much work I do to fit the class, and it becomes the new norm. And you kind of just, like I said, you kind of just adapt to this workload and it just becomes normal. Like last year, my schedule was pretty hard and I was like, oh my God, this class is so much work, but I adapted to it. And now I'm used to that kind of work. If you ask freshmen me if I would be used to the amount of work I had in sophomore year, they would be like, she would be like, no, no way. Like that's so much work. No way Mela is doing all that. I did all that and I made it through and it wasn't even bad. It was fine. Like, you will make it out the other end. When you take a class, the chance you fail a class is 1%. At least for me, I know I would never fail a class in high school. Like, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like, I don't know what the word is, like my ego is too high for my own good. But just knowing myself, reflecting on what kind of student I am, I know I will not fail class. I know I'm going to study and I'm going to get the job done. And just relying on those personal traits, personal attributes, knowing that you t- you're a good test taker or you have good study methods, know that that's going to get you through those difficult classes and that workload. And you're going to get through it. You always do. And I'm talking to myself here because that was my pretty much biggest concern about junior year was my difficulty in my classes and like difficulty of standardized tests and stuff but you know everyone does it and everyone gets through it and also I feel like people forget about their teachers like teachers are your teachers their job is to educate you their job is to help you they aren't just random people that are hired off the street now granted some teachers are not good or they 
may not be able to help you in the way you want them to, but pretty much most teachers are going to have their jobs for a reason. They're going to be good teachers and they're going to help you out. And if you're confused, just ask questions and just form connections with them. And I honestly cannot tell you how much it helps when your teachers like you because then it's so much easier to approach them about a question or a favor and it's just not stressful, you know? So just be nice to your teachers. Like, there's no reason not to. Um, And I was going to tell this story. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was working and this woman was like, how are you? And I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm good. And then she was like, oh, has your school year started yet? And I said, no, my school starts next Wednesday. And she asked what school I went to. And I told her and she said, oh, my son went there. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, what a coincidence. And she asked me what grade I was going into. Or no, I think I said this. I said, I'm going to be a junior. I'm pretty nervous. And I was saying how I was nervous about, you know, how junior is the hardest year. Stereotypically, it is. And she said, you know what? I liked junior year because it was so funny. She said she liked junior year because all the senior boys she said all the senior boys were so cute and they were looking at the junior girls. And I don't know why that just, that just made me laugh. Like it made the situation a lot lighter. And I love when strangers are nice like that. Like I love when strangers say funny things or say nice things or genuinely like care about how you're doing. So that was really nice. And both the people, her and her husband said, you know, good luck with your school year. And to me, that was really sweet and it made me feel better. It was just such a funny little interaction, but it was really nice. So yeah, I don't even know why I'm saying that, but it was just a funny story that I wanted to tell. But I'm also, another one of my worries is how I'm going to balance everything. You know, my social life, school, my hobbies, I have a job now. So what I would advise you to do and what I've gone ahead and done as well is rank the importance of these things to you. You know, how important are these four, five, three categories you have? For me, my four categories are social, school, hobbies, and job. So I went ahead and ranked these categories. And number one, my most important thing to me is school. And I would say I'm pretty academically, like academics are really important to me. So yeah, school is going to be my number one. Number two are my hobbies slash alone time. I say like hobbies, but hobbies also means just having time for myself, getting to unwind. So that's second most important to me. Third most important to me is social. And I'm not saying like the third and fourth things are not important to me because they're all important to me. But if I had to rank them, this is what I would say. So my third most important is my social life, you know, hanging out with friends, FaceTiming friends, blah, blah, blah. And then my fourth important, most important is my job, because if I have to stop working for a bit for school, then so be it. If I have to only work one day a week, so be it. And now what I want you to do is use whatever free time you have to kind of fill those rankings. So if you had 30 minutes of time in one of your classes where you've finished all your work, that can be spent on homework for other classes If since school is your top priority. Or if hobbies is your top priority, that time can be spent reading a book. So since school is my top priority, I would say, okay, do I have homework? Let's say I don't have any other homework. Then my second priority 
would be my hobby. So I'm going to fill those 30 minutes with something to relax me, something that I like doing by myself, which may be reading a book. Then let's say I don't have a book to read. I don't want to do my hobbies. I don't have homework to do. Maybe I would start talking to my friends sitting next to me because my social life is really important, you know? And it's kind of like going down the list, like filling that time with whatever is most important to you that I feel like is going to help you balance everything. And if you're worried about balancing school and extracurriculars, extracurriculars, I feel like really don't take up a ton of time. You know, it may take up like an hour of your time one day a week or one day a month. So it really doesn't take up a ton of time. And extracurriculars, I feel like are really important to have. I'm not saying for college or for whatever after college or after high school, but I feel like extracurriculars are important to have because it's your interests. You know, these are supposed to be fun for you. You can do them with your friends. It's important to have them. So I feel like having like a good amount, but not too many, like you don't want to be taking them just to take them. You want to take what actually interests you. That's also really important. And I feel like it when I'm doing an extracurricular, it can help me unwind from school and like forget about school for even 30 minutes. So yeah, I would really recommend getting involved in extracurriculars and doing that kind of ranking method. So now that I've ranked my things based on how important they are to me, I feel like that's really helped me take a step back and say, you know what? It's going to be okay. I have my priorities all set. Another thing that I feel like only applies to juniors and seniors, both in high school and in college, if you're going to grad school after college, I feel like applying to college slash other school related things seems really overwhelming. Like it, it is overwhelming. It feels overwhelming. And my biggest advice to that, which honestly, I, I'm not really in a place to give much advice on that because I haven't even started that whole process, but take it one step at a time. Like there's no need to think about, I need to apply to 10 colleges. Think about, I need to apply to this one college. Then think about how am I going to do that? What is the first step? Well, let me look at what supplemental essays I need to write. Okay, I'm not going to think about the two essays I need to write. I'm going to think about the one first essay and the first prompt and the first idea I have for that prompt. Break it down into into the smallest steps possible. It'll make it so much easier for yourself. And like I said, I was kind of making the outline of this podcast episode at 12 a.m. last night. So this analogy may not make sense to you or it may seem stupid, but I actually think it is a good analogy, a good metaphor for this situation. So I want you to think of yourself as an ant. I don't know if I've used this analogy before. I don't think I have. Think of yourself as an ant and you need to transport a big cake to your colony Some stupid humans left their cake from their picnic outside and it's a perfect opportunity to bring that to your colony to have food for the winter. When you're looking at this whole cake, which is 10,000 times your body size, don't think about transporting the entire cake by yourself. Think about one crumb at a time. You have this one crumb from this one cake that you need to get 
then you're going to move on to the next crumb, then the next crumb, and slowly you're going to start chipping away at this giant cake. And the cake kind of represents this whole college application process, and the crumbs are all the individual things that help you get there, all the individual recommendation letters, the individual emails that need to be sent. It seems like a lot because when you're only staring at the end goal, but when you break it down into small steps and you follow each step, that can help a lot because it's more precise, it's planned out, and it's less big actions you have to take at one time. It's just a bunch of little things that add up. Also, you're not the only ant in this colony transporting this giant cake. Other people, other ants feel the same way. How am I going to transport this huge cake by myself? Well, maybe when two ants work together, they can get the job done faster. So this kind of translates or correlates to asking for help or advice from your parents, your friends, your teachers who you really like. Because it's easier to make decisions and it's easier to decide what to do next with someone else's input and someone else's advice. And sometimes I have trouble, actually a lot of times I have trouble taking advice from people, but I feel like when you take that advice, it just makes your life a lot easier because it's not you that's calling all the shots. That can be really overwhelming. When someone else says, okay, have you done this yet? Or do you need help writing this essay? Do you need me to look over something? Getting help from the other ants in the colony makes the whole task seem a lot less daunting. That's my metaphor on applying to colleges, or maybe even it's just something else in your life, writing your resume or trying to get a job you really want. I feel like that's really applicable to many different things. Now, the last thing I want to talk about in this little back-to-school episode I want to talk about my advice I have for people going back to school. Some of these may cater more to those returning to high school over college, but I feel like both some stuff, some things I'm going to say are going to apply to either one. So number one, like number one always, but number one especially for school, you need to prioritize your health over everything, mental and physical. And physical health and mental health mental health is kind of influenced by getting a good night's sleep. Like, you need to sleep well. If you are only sleeping, and I, again, when I say you, I'm saying, Mela, listen to your own advice. But only sleeping for six hours a night is not enough, especially if you're a teenager. It physically, like, you will not be able to keep your eyes open. You know what, maybe you are, maybe you can stay up really late. I can't do that. And I... It's not good for your brain, it's not good for your health, and it will start to show and impact you over time. When I would only get six hours of sleep, not like this was an every night occurrence, but, you know, sometimes I would only get six hours of sleep before school. And I would wake up the next day physically feeling like I had just been hit by a truck. Like, I literally would have a pounding headache and I could barely keep my eyes open. Like, I felt sick. I felt disgusting like sick, like I just need to go sleep for another two days. And every time I tried to do something, I couldn't think at school, like I couldn't do my work because I was so exhausted. And if you're staying up late studying, all that studying is going to be reversed 
if you only get a few hours of sleep because you're going to be so tired you won't even be able to remember anything or think and maybe it'll work one night or two nights or three nights but after a while after a few weeks of doing that it really will start to mess with you so like please get a good night's sleep and i'm so i'm literally saying all this advice knowing that i have such a bad sleep schedule and i think Working on my sleep schedule is another one of my New Year's resolutions that I have yet to follow up on. But, I mean, you need sleep. Like, for me, I honestly need, like, nine hours of sleep to fully function. Eight hours isn't even enough. And I know it's kind of unrealistic to say I'm going to get nine hours of sleep on a school night, but that's what I need. And the most I can get out of that, from that nine hours, like, the most, even if I only get eight hours or seven and a half hours... As long as I have this goal in mind, that's going to keep me going. Also, making sure your eating habits are good at school. I know sometimes you may want to study during lunch or like you're so nervous you can't eat. Like you need to eat. You need to eat breakfast. You need to eat lunch. You need to eat dinner. You need all three meals in your day. And kind of sometimes schoolwork can pile up or the things you need to do can pile up and those habits, your health can slip away from you. I mean, I know I talked about this in my Back to Everyday Life episode, which is kind of funny because almost a year later, I'm making my Back to School episode, which is, it's funny. But I would sometimes not use the bathroom. I would not clean my room or make my bed until I finished my schoolwork, which is crazy. Like, you need to prioritize your health. That's the most important thing. If you feel good, you're going to feel better about doing your schoolwork and It's just going to make your life a lot better. So please prioritize your health. Trust me, I learned that the hard way last year in freshman year. Also, I feel like having a space to do homework in that's really cozy and relaxing to you is super important. I was telling you guys how I had been doing some updates to my room. And basically, my room has like yellow lighting and I have fairy lights everywhere because For me, I love yellow lighting. It makes it so relaxing. I also have like 10 candles throughout my room and I love lighting candles, making my room smell good. I have a wallflower from Bath and Body Works. I actually have the, I got it recently when I went to the mall. Um, I got the Marshmallow Fireside wallflower and it makes my room smell like vanilla and, sorry, it makes my room smell like vanilla and marshmallows. It actually smells so amazing oh my god yeah you need to have a room that's comfortable to you you need to make your bed you need to have a clean floor a clean space even having a desk like just having a room that you feel good about is so important because then you're going to want to be in that space and being there won't make you feel sick or gross and i actually been really wanting to listen to if you know the podcast by emma chamberlain anything goes. I really wanted to listen to her episode. I think it was called making a comfortable space or something like that, where she talks about, you know, the importance of having this space where you can stay in. And I've really been wanting to listen to that episode. Like that's all I've been thinking about. I think I'll listen to it. I'll probably listen to it later today or tomorrow. But yeah, just having that room. I mean, I got a new like duvet cover for my bed and it makes my room appear so much brighter because I only have one window in my room and it's not facing 
I don't know, it's not facing where the sun shines through, so I don't get sunlight in my room. And for me, I need sunlight to like feel good. So just having lights and a bright space with bright colors really makes my mood, like it really uplifts my mood. It makes such a big difference, guys, I'm telling you. I also have stacks of books everywhere and I love books. I also think, you know, I obviously read them, but it also looks really cute as decoration. So yeah, just little things about my personality that kind of show through my room just makes this space so much better for me. I also got a the Smiths poster from Amazon that I saw on TikTok. This girl had it and it was so cute and I bought it like 20 minutes after seeing the video and it literally looks so good. I love it so much, but yeah, moral of the story, have a good space. If you don't like your room, maybe have another space. That doesn't have to be just in your house. It could be maybe an office or uh, in the library, the local library. Just having somewhere, a good space for you, it's really important. Also, you need to stay organized, but organized means different things for many different people. Stay organized with what works for you. For me, I've started to use the app Notion and Notion, it does take a long time to set up. It took me like, I would say a collective six to seven hours or like actually no, because last year I had set up like the skeleton of Notion. It's basically like an organizing app for like all your stuff. And I actually am opening it right now on my computer. Um, I have my to-do list, a habit tracker, TV to watch with shows and like genres. And then under the genres, I have movies and TV shows. I have music, people I like stalking on Spotify because I always stalk people on Spotify. My favorite albums to listen to that are linked to Apple Music. My favorite playlists to listen to, which are also linked. Um, my wish list, which I update every week, actually. I need to edit this, 8, 14, 22. So far on my wish list, I only have posters for my room and I wanted to, to get a quilted makeup bag. And I also have my goals just to keep myself on track with what I'm hoping to accomplish and due dates for school. And this is really handy because the due dates, you can update the status. So it says not started, in progress, completed or finished. And also I have the course and I have options to select which course I'm taking because I'm taking five courses this year. Assignment name, the due date of the assignment, the type of assignment. So if it's a project, a quiz, a test, exam, homework, all I can say is that Notion for me has been so helpful in organizing everything and like having everything in one place. But that may not work for you. Maybe you stay organized by having a planner. Planners have never worked for me. I would always waste so much money and buy them and then never fill them out because I'm a, I'm a computer type of person. I'm sorry, but like I cannot have things on paper, like all unorganized. I'd like to have everything in one place on my computer. It's so much better for me. But you know what? If you're a paper type of person, get yourself a planner. Maybe you leave post-it notes for yourself or phone reminders, whatever works for you. It's also important to organize your papers, like your school papers, where you can access them easily and having a good backpack with all your essentials. I talked about how I got my backpack. I It's a Jansport backpack. I love it so much. And I got pins that make it really cute and aesthetic. And I feel like having 
things in your backpack that you're going to need throughout the school day is also really important. And it also is part of this idea of staying organized. So for me, in my backpack, I obviously have, you know, my folders, a notebook if I need it, my computer, I have chapstick, a few makeup products that I might need to reapply throughout the day, feminine products, your pencil case, a book if you like to read, I have my colored pencils. I also am going to be bringing my playing cards to school because I would always play card games with my friends at lunch. It was so fun. And one time I was playing, we love, like me and my friends love to play stress and speed and spoons, stress, speed, and spoons, those three games. But one time I forgot, like I didn't even forget. I just was so surprised that when we all started, when people all started, sorry, that was my brother in the background, if you heard him, um, when we all started grabbing the spoons from each other, if you know how spoons works, you basically have to get four of the same card. And then once you have four of the same card, you have to pick up a spoon on the table. And the, there's always one less spoon than the people who are actually playing, than the, all the people who are playing. So obviously one person's like kicked out each time. And I screamed, like I was like, I yelped when people started grabbing the spoons. And I literally always do that. Like when I'm surprised, I literally like scream. And it was in the cafeteria at school. So I don't think I'll be playing card games in the cafeteria. I have to do it when we're alone. But that was actually so funny. I was so embarrassed too. I literally like hung my head in shame from that. But playing cards are a good thing to have if you don't scream like I do when you're surprised. Also, AirPods, um, just because I listen to music or if you have headphones or anything. And I'm trying to think because what other advice would I want to say? Oh yeah, don't worry about not having classes with your friends because you honestly make new friends or like you become friendly. I'm not going to say you're going to become friends, but like you will make at least one new friend in the school year and become friendly with the people who sit around you. It just happens naturally. Also, don't be afraid to take classes you want to take, even if your friends aren't taking them. So I'm taking IB German this year. And, you know, I was really torn about taking Honors German 4 and then AP German versus IB German, which is like a two-year course. But because my two friends in German that were going to be taking AP German, since our German class at my school is so small, it would have been combined with them. And I had to make the choice to do what I really wanted to do. Again, another podcast episode, doing what you want. Um, go listen to that because that's something I have been struggling with, but I had to decide to take IB German because that was what I really wanted to do. Even though my friends weren't taking it, I knew that would be the best decision for me and I had to do it. So don't be afraid to take those classes despite your friends not taking them because it's really about what works for you. Also, Literally, I cannot stress this enough, have playlists or music that you can listen to in the halls or while you're doing your work. It not only helps to kind of romanticize school, but it just makes it so much better. Like when you're working and you're listening to your favorite songs, it just makes the work go by. It doesn't even feel like work. It feels like a little fun activity, like musical something, something like, I don't know. Just make playlists. I have 
so many more new playlists, guys. You know, in my episode, My Music Taste, I had actually made, like, let me count. One, I don't know. There's that one, two, three, four, five, um, six, seven. I think I've made, oh, eight. I've made eight new playlists, or nine, actually. Nine new playlists since my music taste episode, which I can update you guys on in another episode. Not this one, though. But just having those playlists, like having music that caters to your taste is so important and it just makes school so much better. I promise you, make playlists with music you like. Also, figure out how to study and how to take notes the best way. Again, it's all about what works for you. For me, if it's something sciencey or like something memorization-wise, Quizlet Learn Mode. Making Quizlets out of my notes helps me so much. I literally, I took AP Environmental Science last year and I had 43 Quizlet sets because all of my notes, I just typed it up in my computer and I could do Learn Mode and just learn all of them. And for me, I'm pretty good at memorization, which is a gift I am blessed with, but it just helped me so much having all my stuff in one place and learning it in a way where I could actually remember it, not just staring at my notes and trying to memorize it, but actually like having to use flashcards. And again, like I said, I'm a digital person. I like to have my stuff in one place. Paper flashcards are not my thing. So yeah, making quizzes really helped. Although I'm really annoyed And honestly, this is part of a bigger issue. Education is so expensive in America and access to education, things like that are a part of education are never free. Quizlet Learn, or actually Quizlet used to be almost a completely free site. It had no ads. You could use all of the features of the site for free. And this was last year, like this was recent. And I would always use Quizlet. And now it's not free anymore. You have to have Quizlet Plus or Quizlet Premium or whatever to use the learn mode, which is the mode I use. So I'm probably going to have to pay $35 a year to use Quizlet because it's not free. Because education in America, things surrounding education in America, they're never free. Never. And it's just really frustrating how a learning resource that's great to that helps like millions of students is now not accessible. And there's so many ads on the site. It's like so hard to focus when I see a flashing clothing ad for a short, for a store I don't even shop at in front of me. Like why are there ads on a flashcard site? I want to learn my stuff, not be distracted. Anyways, that's so frustrating to me. I was playing around with Quizlet last night and I was just so angry that it's not free anymore. And yeah, that makes me so mad. I don't even know if I'm going to pay for a subscription because it's expensive. I may have to just find a new website. The problem is Quizlet, like I know it works for me and I know how to use it. Anyways, enough about that. That is going to put me in a bad mood. Um, When I'm learning math, I do practice problems because, you know, math, I feel like the easiest way, practice, 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 repeat old tests repeat old quizzes and homework questions until you understand. History, I did active recall with study guides. So I took A push last year and an A push, A push, I'm not gonna lie, is a hard class, but I made study guides for each unit with like everything, like all my notes I compiled into a study guide up until I think unit 
unit nine. I didn't make a study guide for unit nine. And I would literally just active recall, memorize it because I had everything in bullet points. Like it was mostly just causes and effects. If you're taking, if you're taking a push or like another history class that's kind of similar to it, usually all of the stuff, like the events, you need to know causes, what happened, and the effects. So that's kind of the format I had on these study guides. And I would literally just go through the bullet points, memorize them, like say them out loud. And then once I had memorized them, I would go through and pretend I was the teacher teaching the class. And I would explain everything, talk it out loud. And that's how I study for the actual exam too. And it really, really helps. So I would recommend definitely doing that. And yeah, I had a few other things that I wanted to talk about, but honestly, I'm getting a little fidgety, like sitting in my chair. This podcast episode is actually really long. I wasn't expecting it to be almost an hour, but I already talked about be nice to teachers. Like there's no reason not to. Like teachers are so underpaid already. If you're not nice to teachers, like I have no respect for you. I'm sorry. Be nice to your teachers. Also get involved with your extracurriculars that actually interest you. For me, I am in an organization called Student Senate at my school, which is pretty cool. Um, It's like a leadership thing throughout the school. I really have been, I'm interested in joining Creative Writing Club and working on my school's literary magazine, which I think would also be really fun for me because I love to write. Um, I have my book club with my friend, obviously my podcast and everything in between, Um, I play piano. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that I play piano before, but yeah, I play piano and yeah, just extracurriculars that you actually like that actually follow your interests. Those are all really important and convincing your friends to join clubs with you can also be really fun because you guys can make memories, hang out and do something good at the same time. Anyways, I know I kind of rushed through the advice part at the end because I wasn't expecting to talk for so long. And you guys know that I, my mouth is like really dry at the end of a podcast episode. And I feel like my voice sounds different in this episode. I don't know why, but I'm going to go drink water and I'm going to go listen to that episode from by Emma Chamberlain. I'm really excited. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Good luck with the school year, guys. It'll be fine. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next time.